live from Melbourne, Australia, and Toronto, Canada. This is the All Things Smartphone Show with Phil Hawthorne and Rohan Paramandi. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Smartphone Show. Hey, Rohan, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. All right. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, done one of these, but thought we've been talking about. Uh, We've been talking about like all these presence sensors, motion sensors for quite some time. And uh, I finally got my hands on one of those uh, Xiaomi FP1 sensors. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk all about it. Um, yeah, first of all, Rohan, how's it going? Can't complain. Just been a uh, <laughs> day of work. It's a, it's a random Thursday. So I know we usually do this on the weekends, but uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. That's why hopefully it looks okay, but my lights are clearly way too bright right now. <laughs> but that's it's okay. Also, yeah, it's in my the opposite eyes just... of um, what the time we record as well, right? Usually it's. I know. Uh, this is this is very for you, unusual for me. Uh, night for me. So, yeah, we are completely opposite at the moment. All right. That's cool. right. So, I guess we'll uh, give it a, a bit of a breakdown on you know what uh, motion sensors and presence sensors are. So, generally in smart home, one of the uh, real problems people have is, you know, automating things based on when someone is in a room. Uh, there's lots yeah. of options for it. You know, same with, you know, detecting when people are home. So there's heaps of options. Uh, people, you know, like to use Bluetooth devices, you know, maybe you've got an Apple watch on your wrist. Um, maybe you've got uh, a dongle that you carry around or maybe not, right? Um, people, uh, or even just your phone, some people use just phones, right? And then you've got, uh, they'll use the Raspberry Pi devices around their homes. Um, and depending on, you know, how close your phone is compared to which beacon is closest to, uh, you can have, I yes, guess, I'm in this room, essentially. Uh, that is fine if you're carrying a device around with you all the time, or if you've got your phone on you. I like to, you know, leave my phone in a different room and, and walk out somewhere else. So that sort of, puts that out for me. What, what are you using for, for room presence for hunting your smart home? So right now, not a ton, right? Just motion if I need it. Um, yep. And realistically, I don't really have that integrated too, too much in my stuff. Just I don't do a ton with motion uh, other than for from a security perspective. So if I'm not home, that's really when the motion kicks in to alert me or alert my, my partner, yep. or whatever that is, right? Just to alert everybody. Um, but around other than that, there's I don't have a ton of use cases. I do actually have one coming up where uh, we both always just forget to turn off lights and stuff like that in our closet. But other than that, that's more of a motion rather than a presence, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess for me, you know, I I really want you know the lights to just. I always use the analogy of uh, you know Stargate Atlantis or Star Trek, right? Yeah. Like you walk into a room and the lights just turn on. Um, and so with presence sensors or motion sensors, you know, you can generally get that right. And a lot of people will have motion sensors in their homes from a security system that's already been installed, perhaps. Uh, you may even be currently using it. Or if you have an old security system, generally they just leave the sensors in and they just hang out in your corner of a ceiling somewhere and don't do anything. And then you can mm -hmm. find a system to integrate those. So what I've um, done is I've been using for quite a while uh, Z-Wave motion sensors. Um, yeah. And so the idea being is that I think they use like infrared and same thing as like a security system or when you walk in through a Twitch shopping center, right? Like it's, it detects motion moving um, and okay, it says, yep, someone is in the room. The good thing about those is that they're pretty quick at detecting, you know, someone walking into a room generally. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that though, they can't know when someone has left the room. So that's when right. you get into sort of situations where you need to have timeout okay so after four minutes of not seeing motion then we know no one's in the room um and then of course it gets really tricky when you want to find you know someone's maybe you know on the couch reading a book turning the pages but it's not enough movement to trigger that motion sensor yeah and of course then you get the situation and you'll hear it all the time you know i'm sitting reading a book and the lights turn out on me that is <laughs> well i mean i think i think we've all been in a situation even when we're in an office or something like that, yeah. right? Where, you know, you're sitting there long enough and all of the lights just turn off around you and you're like, oh, okay, let's start. Yeah, got to wave out. your hands and, and do all that stuff, it, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So a little, little annoying there, right? But Yep. So that's where the new micromillimeter, uh, I think they're calling it, uh, presence sensors sort of come into it. There's been a few on the market and they're probably more like a commercial side of things for quite some time. Yeah. 
Um, but now we're getting into the space where they're coming down in price and which means they get unlocked for the consumer market, I'm guessing. So, and this is where, you know, smart home geeks like us get to really get excited. And one yeah. of those sensors uh, that has been on the market for quite some time is, well, recently, so I should say, sorry, not quite some time, um, is the Xiaomi FP1 presence sensor. So this uses, and I've got one right here. Well, I open it up in a second. It is a, uh, yeah, it's, it looks like a little ball. It has apparently, I don't know what the technology behind it is. I'm going to say radar or something very similar, but it sends out little, you know, waves of uh, yeah sound detection, right? And it, its accuracy, it, it claims it can detect someone breathing. Uh, being yeah, accurate. It, according to their their uh, news article or their their like on their website that they've put mm. out, it says kind of the sensor is equipped with new generation of millimeter wave radar sensors that take you into there a you new go. world of perception. <laughs> so, yep. So I don't know how healthy it is for your health. Um, I, I look at like <laughs> <radars>. have radar <laughs> in your chest at all time. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, so yeah, radar's been used for quite some time, but yeah, yeah. this stuff. Um, so the good thing about this sensor is that it is great at detecting when no one is in the room. Um, so it allows you to do faster turn off automations. However, the problem with that is, is that you get uh, turn on automations are a bit slow. It takes a, so I think what it does is it essentially sends out a, a radar pulse every, you know, let's say 10 seconds, just as a random number, yeah. gets a snapshot of what your room looks like at that time. And then another 10 seconds gets, you know, echoes back and says, all right, this has changed, which means someone is in the room. Uh, now the mm -hmm. problem is because of the delay between the two, you know, times it's taking the photos or the, the pictures of your the current state of your room. If you walk into a room, you're going to get significantly slower response time of the sensor picking up that someone's in the room than you would like your standard IR motion sensor. So you sort of right. need both. So I'm in the process of putting where I've got these in the rooms. I'm also using uh, IR sensors to turn lights on. And these to turn lights off. So it's faster. Interesting. Through. Okay. Mm, and I can sort of break that down uh, a little bit more as well. Um, also, if you've got so, any questions, so, so, post them in the comments and we'll yeah, try and answer them. As yeah, as well. absolutely. And so just from, from my question's perspective, so it's mm. really, so the, the idea for you that you have is motion sensor sees you turn on. Yes. And then present sensor takes over from there and it keeps you keeps the lights on. And yep. then when it eventually says, Hey, you know what? I'm fairly certain there's no presence here. Then, then you go in and you turn it off or Correct. then it turns the lights off. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, and there are some edge cases. So let's say, for example, I walk into a room, the IR sensor um, says, okay, someone's here. Lights turn on. That's fine. Presence sensor says, yep. Okay. Eventually, yep. Someone is in this room. But then what if I leave within, you know, let's say the four minute timeout on the IR room, well, on the IR sensor, right? Okay. Four minute timeout. Uh, what, what some, the one sensor is saying someone's in the room, the other sensor is saying no. I will generally give uh, priority to the FP1 because that's, you know, millimeter accuracy. Um, whereas I will then it becomes tricky if I walk back into the room, I'm then gonna have the delay of mm -hmm. the sensor not, you know, one sensor already got motion detected, so the lights should already be on in that situation. So yeah. there are slight edge cases. I think the best way to do that is to dial down the IR motion sensors timeout. So you can say, all right, if you don't see motion after two minutes, then assume it's all clear. That's probably right. where I'm gonna to go to. Um, but yes, a, a constant learning curve. Okay. So uh, let me ask you this before, before we jump into that, is there mm. a reason, uh, that you decided to do this instead of like putting like a, maybe a cheap and cheerful camera up, something like that to say, and then run that through some image processing to say, Hey, there's a human here or there's not. Right. Yeah. So two things. Uh, one cameras in the house, still a bit uneasy on that. Um, one, like just personally, I, look, I would, I like it cause I know like I have control, like I'm the one in control of, you know, viewing the camera feed and, and all that. Yeah. But other people in the home, like my family might not, we also have guests in the home, you know, yeah. um, grandparents coming to babysit, um, 
friends over for dinner. Like, you just yeah, don't want to feel watched. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah, if, you okay. know, we go on holidays and we decide to let, you know, someone house sit for us, right? Like, it just. Sure. I mean, the motion sensors alone are probably already creepy enough. So. Yeah, and, and that gets. Well, to we, we, we were point, talking. Right? We were talking about this in one of our episodes of the pod, of uh, the Home Assistant podcast. If, yeah. if folks follow us here and not there, but it, just around how like sometimes people were like, well, one of the things you can do is put a motion sensor in your bathroom to say, and it's like that's that's a whole other level of creepy for people that don't understand that you know this yep. isn't a camera. We're not like I nobody wants to see that. Right? Yep. <laughs> so it's and, uh, uh, and and so this is my yeah. second point. So this is designed to be in rooms where there's no little to no motion right so think about watching yeah. tv right like i don't necessarily need a camera pointing at me watching me watch tv uh, right. there's also uh, hardware you know i have to install cameras run ethernet cables or have the cameras chewing up my wi-fi then to get it on back yep. onto a server to constantly do image processing to say is a person there. I've seen a fair few posts on the Home Assistant Facebook group of trees being detected as people. So I yeah. sure, yeah, not, it's not perfect. Not sure how much confidence I'm going to have with uh, you know frigate or something local running, and I don't necessarily want cloud pictures being sent like my home inside right. my home being streamed up to the cloud just to detect if someone's in a room. So for yeah. me, I think again, there, there's, there's local options, but even then, right. Like I, I totally get what you're saying there, but yeah. so, so the difference is then we, you can't really delineate between this is a human. And if you have any pets, like this is yep. a dog, cat, whatever, turtle, whatever you have. Absolutely. Around, right? And I guess I'm, that works for me because we don't have any pets that could right. trigger the senses. And, you know, I guess, would it be wrong if the, sensors triggered for the pets i i mean i guess it's personal preference um i don't know i i like the idea of uh, my dog walking around the house and the lights turning on for it like it seems like it's part of the family right uh but then maybe that might be annoying for other families i don't know as i said i'm not a pet owner so i can't comment on that yeah 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 um but so i guess uh, that leads us you know to motion sensors it does mean that you know we can't do you know, facial recognition to work out who is in a room but that's fine. Uh, that's a, I don't, you know, the automation level I want to get to is not who is in the room. It's uh, what's in, like how many people are in the room or not how many people, is there someone in the room um, just to turn on and off the lights. Um, and I think a great use case I found for the FP1 is the ability to turn the TV off if no one's watching the TV because like, no one's sitting on the couch watching TV. Right. Turn the TV off. Right. Um, I have a two-year-old daughter. She'll love to put, you know, something like Bluey or the Wiggles on TV. Uh, and um, eventually, you know, she'll be there fine, sitting there watching that. And then she'll just, okay, I'm done with that. Take herself off. And we have to go entertain her. And the TV gets left on in a loop playing latest episodes. So the yeah, ability yeah, to have yeah. that, you know, just turn itself off is amazing. Yeah, no, that's pretty, that's, that is, that is pretty awesome. I think, I think, you know, there's some value there too, right? Again, in terms of saving energy, saving, uh, even your screen time, right? Like it's yeah. just in your case, right? Yeah. Like don't have to have, you know, burn in on the screen if it's stuck on a poor screen or something. Um, yeah. So I, I think the only issue I've had and it's not, so this thing is, you know, says, as I said before, you can detect breathing from someone, uh, I have seen it's not 100% perfect though. Um, I've been in a situation where I've been uh, late at night. I'm like, yep, cool. I'm going to watch some TV, uh, put on a you know a Netflix documentary. Uh, it's been winter here, so I may have a blanket over me um, on the couch, snuggled in, and TV turns off. Um, so, right. And that is with this sensor on high precision, uh, pointed directly at the couch um up in the ceiling so it, it i should be there uh, but for whatever reason perhaps um the blanket was covering me in a way that it couldn't detect my movements i wasn't moving enough yeah. so there there are there are ways to fool this but i think you know in the example of reading a book you know you're constantly flipping pages and and all that you, you should be fine and sleeping i've found this thing has been extremely accurate when there's an adult yeah. in the room um, for my two-year-old daughter, 
when she's asleep, uh, it's not enough for her to trigger someone in the room. Um, yeah. But, you know, if, you know, my, if I'm in the bed, then for eight hours, 10 hours, it will say someone is being in that room um, all night. So pretty yeah. accurate. And that also ties into itself to other automations that can then be done um, based on when you get out of bed, you know, if you're got a routine that kicks off starting from here, do this. Um, I have, so it's been winter down here in Australia um, for the last mm -hmm. few months. And in the bedroom, we have the heater on overnight. So once no one's been in the bedroom, once everyone leaves the bedroom, the heater turns off, right? And right. it's very quick just to save some more energy. I actually really like that. Because then at that point, again, I, I do the same with, uh, like I have a whole home humidifier now, but before that I even had a smart plug with a humidifier in my bedroom, whatever. And I just have it randomly turn off at eight, uh, not randomly, it, it would yeah. turn off at 8 a.m. every day, yep. right? And turn on whenever we trigger our good night program to, Absolutely, to go Absolutely, yeah. And that's the beauty of this thing, right? Because then you, you're not just, it's not 8 a.m., right? What if you, you sleep yeah. in or what if you get up early? Um, and, you know, that generally people try and get away with it with, you know, oh, once motion's been detected in the kitchen, but what if you get up for a glass of water in the middle of the night or, you know, there's too many variables. So just that having that, okay, the room is not occupied for 10 minutes, shut everything down, everyone's awake yeah. now sort of makes it so much better. That's cool. All right, let's jump into it. I want to. I want to see this thing. All right, cool. So, I'm getting excited. Uh, so, get them on AliExpress. They have been like rare as hen's teeth uh, to buy at the moment. Um, because... is, it, is that is that rare? I don't, I don't know how how hen's <laughs> that, teeth work. Isn't that work. a saying? Uh, <laughs> no, it, might, it might be. I, I've never heard it. But <laughs> okay, maybe it's an Aussie <laughs> saying. I'm pretty sure it's a saying. My wife says I always get those little things wrong. So maybe I said the wrong one. Not the yeah, wrong yeah. A minute. Anyway, um, you. There was a time where you could only order one. Um, I think they had a restriction coming out of China. They were only available okay. to order inside China. Um, I think that restriction has now come off because there was a recent AliExpress sale. It wasn't the best sale where I was able to buy, I think, seven of these bad boys. Um, the intention to put them into you know places like bathrooms and living rooms, Yep. Um, that wasn't until I spoke to Rohan and he said, oh, that's a bit creepy. So I'll have to get... Don't do that. Yeah, so let me... Um, I've got my... Trying, I've got my other. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I've got this here. I'm trying you can to see. make it. I, I, I love that we both, for the first time, actually wore our shirts that were supposed I know, to wear. I know. That we, de we decided that we were yeah. going to do every episode that we don't. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right, let me. Um, all right, cool. That's better. So, yeah, this is the uh, the Xiaomi box. It comes in. It's a nice white little box, Chinese written all over it. Um, yeah. The only thing in English right here actually is uh, the Aquara and FP1. Not that you can see it on the cam there. Um, so if I open this up, we've got you know just some instruction manual, which is. Is it in English? Or is there English? I, I actually didn't check this actually. No, it is all Chinese. As I said, this was only available in mainland China, and I think only a couple of um, uh, sellers on AliExpress have finally opened it up. To shipping multiple right websites. So, okay so there's no international version or anything like no that. no um so i'll show you why that and how that sort of comes in so uh so that's the sensor itself it's got a whole bunch of cables so i'll just pull it out right okay yeah that's, that reminds, yeah it, it is a wired sensor it, so is, it needs to be yeah. plugged in because it does use quite a bit of exactly power to run its thing exactly so radar things in so that is the unit itself it's got decent cable i think it's two meters three meters something like that I'm not sure what that is in feet or inches um sure and just a usb a uh cord at the end but there is no ability which is really annoying uh to take the cord out um so it's a fixed length cord right so if, if your power outlet is quite a bit further away because yep. usually you would put these things i don't know i would assume up in the ceiling wall mounted or around yep. the ceiling like so Yep, exactly. So yeah. that's where it gets like really, really annoying. Um, so you need a USB extender or something of some kind. Yep, exactly. So this is, it comes with a, interestingly, now China have the same power outlet to Australia, I think, but this looks like it's a US style plug. Um, so yeah, it's got a US style plug there. That, uh, the seller I 
purchased it from uh, just gives you like international adapters. So yeah. um, you can plug that in. But because it's USB-A, I'm just going to plug it in. I'm just going to plug it in. into a, a power brick I've got here already. So, so while you do that, uh, there's just an interesting comment here. So mm. Sean mentioned that uh, uh, one of the big YouTube posters uh, posted about the sensor and they realized that uh, it, it detects the motion of their sensor, uh, of their ceiling fans, for example, yes. and throws things off. Yes, that's true as well. Because um, this doesn't, it detects any form of motion, right? Um, right. So, yeah, that that's, I guess, and then, so we've got summer coming up and one of the, things I wanted to do was, uh, you know, automate fans, right? Like we've got a little uh, pedestal fan that swings around, but the motion, like this presence detector will see that motion and assume it's a human. So that will, uh, that'll get tricky, I guess. Uh, It just comes down to uh, where, how you uh, point this in a direction. So what I'll do is just before I plug it all in and get um, tied up here, yeah. This uh, thing has a little stand in it as well. If you can see that. Right. Just um, to angle it down. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And it's pretty like, it's decent. It, do, it is a bit tricky. So, um, so that way you can sort of like do like, yeah, have it angled that way. Um, so what you could do in the case of a ceiling fan or something that's moving, mm-hmm. if you can, I guess if this is mounted high enough in the ceiling, um, and you could point this down um, to avoid that ceiling fan. You might get away with it. Um, there's also some sensitivity options that you can change in uh, in the Zigbee side of things as well, which we'll get to in a minute, um, which may help. But yeah, right. Um, Interesting. Okay. One thing I did find frustrating is, and I don't know how I can explain this easily. I, I was I've mounted this in my bedroom up in the ceiling. Um, okay. So if you can imagine like, you know, that's the wall. Um, pointing down is fine, but if I'm up in a corner, you know, the corners are either that way or that way. There's no like... You can't go sideways. Exactly. And the mounting on this, sure, you can spin it around horizontal, ver- like vertical, but you can't like actually adjust the tilt um, right. on any axis around. So um, for right now, I've got it in the corner. Um, it seems to be okay. It seems to do enough direction um, to be able to pick it up. Um, so I haven't had any complaints, but yeah, that's just one thing. So, Try to get so really, I, yeah. I, I wonder if we're going to start seeing mounts for these things down the road. So oh, like, yeah. again, to what Sean mentioned, he's, uh, yep. he said he thinks it's uh, DigiBlur that mentioned it, right? So yep. wonder if there's going to be a mount that says, hey, maybe let's just give it a like a hat, right? So essentially cover the top so you can't, it, it doesn't detect the uh, motion of a fan or something like that. I, I don't know if that'll That's work. That's interesting. Potentially. Yeah, I wonder if you could, like, could play right? even electrical and then, tape on top of it or something like that. Well, I don't think electrical tape will do it just because, again, uh, it sh- yeah. if it's radar, it should be able yeah, to go through true. that, right? But just give it, like, a solid uh, a hat, essentially. I, I don't know yeah. how, what better way to describe it, right? Like, like, a, like a, Put some cardboard over it or something. Yeah, but but how do you do that in a way that doesn't look ugly, right? So it's, yeah, uh, well, so I think I box. think mounting considerations need to be pretty important here, even in terms of your tilt too. Like from what you said, mm. Phil. And speaking of mounting, so in the box you've got this uh, very. It's actually quite heavy uh, metal yeah, bracket, um, uh, which has two screw holes. Two screw holes in it. No screws uh, in the box though, so you'll BYO screws. Bring it and out, okay. Uh, I believe that is a double-sided tape to fix it to the wall. Interesting. Doesn't look okay. like it's um, any of that 3M stuff that's probably going to do some damage if you try and rip it off. But um, the idea being is that this metal plate uh, is actually a magnet um, against this. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't know why they wouldn't just put a strong magnet in there, but I guess yeah. it is. So, yeah, it is a magnet. So I guess if you've got like a magnetized wall already that you could stick this against it, would work like maybe like a metal stud or something that you might be able to yeah um put it against but otherwise um yeah that's a magnet base um and yeah the, the only annoying thing is just that cord right like there's no nice pretty way to mount that cord or yeah. make it more discreet um even if it was like in the back you could at least channel it through yeah like the, there's like no that, right? channel at the back here at all which is 
like really frustrating. All you get is a little QR code. Um, yeah. And there's no, yeah, nothing. So yeah. I guess that, that is the sensor. Um, let me, I did that the wrong way. So I got that little bit of tape. So yeah, so it's a Zigbee uh, 3.0 sensor. Uh, it does require some bindings, I'm guessing, or some, you know, whatever hub you're plugging into should be able to yep. support it. I have uh, synced this up with Home Assistant using ZHA. I've got two running through ZHA using a combi stick. No problem. Latest version of Home Assistant. Actually, if people can see, I don't know if on the video, but there is actually another one pointing at me right up there on top of my server up there. So. Um, oh, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. So that's what I used to monitor, you know, is someone in the office. Um, so let's, so as soon as I plug this in, it's not linked to anything. So um, just plug that into USB-A. Uh, there should be a light, I believe. Now there is a, on the back of it uh, here, uh, just up here, that is the link button. Um, so when I press that, right. I believe it will flash. So installation advice is do this before you mount it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and depending on, so it's Zigbee's, right? So you'll need to put it near whatever Zigbee, either the controller you're going to use or the routing, like the power device that you're going to link the device through. Right. Um, which is, is an option in Home Assistant. There is a you don't figure itself out eventually. It's just yes, yes, better to just statically set it, right? Yeah. There is a tiny blue light. I don't know if I click that. There you go. So you can see the yep. blue light there. That just means it's gone into pairing mode. Pairing so mode. I'll... Sit that there, um, and then we can sort of fire up uh, Zigbee to MQTT. Let's have a look. Uh, what have we got? If I can press the right button here. Yeah, so that's that's actually pretty uh, pretty interesting that they they kept it in the back rather than on the side or in the yeah. So, but I guess because you've got the the metal mount, right? So you, it's easy to take it off because it's not once it's the mount that is physically put on the roof or on right. the, so you on can the wall, just so you can just it pull off. it off and, and press it, right? Although if How... you have done some cable management um, to that cord, then it might get a bit tricky. Um, yeah, I was going to say, how are you managing the cable today? Is it just kind of lying there, or uh, so? One I've done on top of the blind pelmet. Um, so in the pelmet, I actually ran up um, some cabling for and just a USB uh, into a USB hub. Um, right. Which is powering some blind motors by USB. And also there's a cool. spare unit for this. That works nicely. So that's completely discreet, right? Um, I just hid the cord up in the pelmet of the blind. Yeah, I just tuck it right? in wherever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There is in my bedroom, I've got it up in the ceiling um, in the corner and I went to the local hardware store and I've got uh, some cable tubes, I guess, um, that have right. uh, like a 3M uh, sticker on the back mounted. It's not ideal um, at all. Probably would want to, particularly with this length, and this is what really frustrates me about this sensor, is that because it's such that fixed length and I can't change it here, sure, it runs down the wall, right? Um, but then halfway down the wall, it runs out of this cable. So then right. I have to, and the, the cable's like really thin, um, but the obviously the USB-A plug is a fixed size and the USB-A plug doesn't fit in the cable management tube that I've got. Right. So I either get a thicker cable management tube, which is in like, you know, just an excess for what I need for that little bit of cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I just stop the cable, plug it into an extension cord halfway down the wall, and then continue um, the tube. So it's. I, I wonder. I wonder if they kind of intended it to be at like, like, like body level, right? So like, like for example, I've got the shelves behind me. Maybe yep. stick it yep. there, or the same way how you had your shelves that you showed. Yep. Yep. Uh, and keep it at that level rather than rather than like a top corner because I I agree with you I think I would prefer it in I, I just feel like it would get much better coverage yep uh, if it's on on top there but maybe maybe that's old time thinking right maybe maybe that doesn't necessarily affect uh, 
factors here? Well, it's interesting you say that because that is what um, all the promo material for the Xiaomi FP1 sensor has. It's, you know, generally, I think, like in the middle of the wall, you know, and someone walks past it. Um, and yeah. I guess that is sort of, it's, you know, it's design um, maybe. Uh, but I think the higher, yeah. the issue I have with that is the higher you go in terms of ceiling, the more room coverage you get. Uh, yes, agree, uh, agree. Right, because the last thing you need is um, uh, like a TV, you know, that's in the middle of the room for whatever reason, um, and you've got your sensor mounted at, you know, that and height. It's blocking it or... Anything behind the TV doesn't get access, right? But if you're up in the ceiling, you can see over the TV. Um, so that's sort of my thinking on, you know, why it should be mounted so high. Yeah, and and they do say that the so the monitoring range is 120 degrees, and the radial detection distance is five meters. So that's yep. in their uh, little publication that they've uh, that they've put in. And I guess if you've got super high ceilings, um, like you probably wouldn't want to um, maybe mount it in the ceiling. You've got you know, really high ceilings. Maybe the five meter range will be a bit limiting. And I guess this is also version one, right? Like a version two of this product will most likely come out with you know, little enhancements like that, you know, extension yeah. boards and better mounting options. Um, all right, let me plug this thing back in. So we're going to use uh, Zigbee to MQTT. Heads up, I have I should have practiced uh, beforehand, uh, but I have not. It's always the fun part about live demos. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, so let me pull all that up. All right, brilliant. Okay, so uh, I don't have many things on this network, so just for you guys, I didn't want to use my main Zigbee instance. Um, so if I go in, I'm just going to permit join. Let's see if it's actually going to uh, allow new devices, and I'll just uh. Hit my little uh, button here. There we go. Oh, there you go. That was quite starting good. interview. Interviewed. Bam. Done. Wow. That wow. Was, that was. There you go. Impressed myself there. I thought something's going to go wrong. I'm going to have to go in, restart <laughs> Docker containers. We're going to have to do some fiddling around. That's okay. right. That actually, I wonder. Uh, so this is a plugged-in device. It's a powered device. So I wonder yes. if it's uh, will it act as a uh, Zigbee repeater or router, whatever they call it. I do not believe so. That's actually a really good question. Um, I probably don't not. Think but... it does. No. Um, so that's come up in Zigbee Chem QTD, and obviously I have my uh, home assistant running there. So um, what we can do. Uh, excuse me, I can't see that. Let me, uh, of course I'm not logged in. <laughs> All right, so then that's just come in and it's just added in uh, new sensors. Um, so we've got the detection range and also um, the mode. So the most important, so one of the interesting use cases for this sensor is direction support. So you can actually have uh, the ability for this sensor to only detect or you know, mark in home assistant someone's there when they're moving in a specific direction, so from left to right, as opposed to just being there. Um, I'm guessing that would be useful for things like hallways or you know, like corridors where you want to track you know, someone moving down or moving yeah. in a certain direction. Um, I'm not 100% sure on a particular use case. Uh, I haven't got one. Um, particularly, you know, it, because it takes so long for this detection to get picked up, I think, you know, having a, a direction, I think, Rahan, in a very early uh, episode of the podcast I mentioned in my old house, uh, I would have two sensors either end of the hallway. And depending on which yeah. sensor triggered first, the lights would, you know, uh, go down, like similar to, like, once again, Stargate Atlantis or something, right? Um, but uh, yeah. I don't have that ability anymore. I don't have, you know, light, every single light bulb that can be implemented that way. And I, I don't know if, yeah. you know, this will be fast enough to, to do that. Work, work um, in progress. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. So binary sensor has 
got an unknown status. So I guess, you know, first time it hasn't really reported anything yet. I'm actually going to try and hide this in the box that it came in um, and point it away. From I, don't, I don't know if the box is going to do anything. It Good might, point. you might need to put it in uh, I'll just point it like a the, metal thing. Oh yeah. Point it to the wall. There you go. Point it to the wall and see what happens. Um, so that should eventually say no one is here in a minute. Um, okay. So yeah. we've got outage count. Okay. I actually, I as I said, this is the first time I've linked up with a CPTMQT. I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna well, I'll unplug it in a minute and see what happens there. Um, and event approach. Okay, cool. So I've got it undirected. So yeah, we've got fair, medium, and near as uh, like the the distance. So yeah. So I'm, these are settings that you are setting to say, hey, this is how it's positioned. Yeah, so I'm guessing, well, no, so right. here I can say how far away do I want to detect people, right? So I'm guessing if someone is within or, five yeah. meters, you know, okay, say someone's there. But if they're, you know, less than five meters away, oh, sorry, if they're more than five meters away, then don't do it like, so this is right. how, yeah, where you can control. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That accuracy. Um, and undirected, yeah, all that left to right movement. So, and that's pretty much it. Um, like, so that's how easy it was. Um, to link up. And if you're in Home Assistant and you've got the ZHA component, I don't have it uh, linked up to this one. I, no, I don't. But you would be able to, you should be able to go in to like a powered um, device uh, yeah. and say, hey, um, link, you know, add nodes via this route or something like that. And away it would go. Um, okay. That makes sense. Sean, so, Sean in the in the comments and on YouTube was actually just saying check the graph and see if it looks if it shows a as a router device, right? Because in uh, in uh, in Zigbee's MTQTT. Ah, yes, good call, good call. Let's take a look. So, so have a look at the map there. Let's have a look. No, I'm going to say that it's a no. I think if you hover over it, it should tell you. Green I means think it's an a... end device. So yeah, so it's router. not so a router. So yeah, it's just marked as a, yeah. an end device, which I'm pretty sure I've seen on other um, unboxings. And, powered. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's so strange that, you know, this is a powered device uh, and it, you know, it constantly needs to be plugged in why they wouldn't allow other devices <laughs> to be routed through it. Um, yeah, it might just be just the amount of power that it has, uh, that it's, yeah, because it's USB, whatever, it's not, like it doesn't have uh, mains, right? So, yep. um, but I guess even your office blinds are the same. I thought you said, I thought those are plugged into that USB well, as well, or, or yeah, is this still a different one that's battery? No, they, they are, so they're battery, they're all, all the blinds are battery, but I have um, some plugged yeah. in constantly to USB just to, um, so I don't have to charge them, because um, if I can yeah. get power up there, I may as well charge them up using the usb cord yeah um, yeah probably not good for the battery. i will if they're not good for the batteries i may look at um and this is a sidetrack uh real quick um there are uh, sonoff uh, i think rosemary talked about it on her episode there's little uh sonoff usb power toggle devices so you know if you've got an, something that's usb powered like for example uh this motion sensor right like you could put a little smart usb smart switch against it essentially um yeah on AliExpress and then kill the power to it. So that's something I might do. But yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, it's unfortunately not a router, um, a router or router, however, yeah. if you're British, you would I say router. Say it. Uh, yeah. There you go. Um, so let me go back into uh, Home Assistant real quick. Um, we'll just see if that device is stopped to take, or if I'm still moving around on the desk here and it's um, saying, right. okay, um, okay, so it's actually detected it. Um, so it's come up as a home sensor, um, which I guess using the settings here, so we can show as presence. So we could have it as motion or occupancy. So occupancy probably, probably occupancy, a, yeah, a better one. So yeah, by default, um, and we'll just update that. Um, so yeah, detected. So clear. So maybe if I can. Um, I'll, where I've got it pointed is actually not like dead away from me. There may be some, uh, there may be some reflection too, right? So, well, yeah. And that's, well, I guess we'll can do a, a test live here right now. How, um, 
because I've got it down set to near distance. So I mean, it's on the table in front of me, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, interesting. Power outage count has gone to four. That thing has not lost power, like since we've been on this video. So I'm not sure how much I trust this sensor. Interesting. Unless it's it's rebooted itself a couple of times, maybe. But... Yeah, potentially. And that's why it's got the you know just so yeah the the leaving um of the room is generally pretty quick i'd say within like 30 seconds so if this doesn't change to clear in the next you know minute i would say it must be that sensitive that it being pointed away mm -hmm. uh from me is still enough for it to say someone is in the room which is it doesn't bode well for people with things like ceiling fans i'm guessing you know, yeah, yeah, like exactly. I said before, you know, just being able to point it at a certain direction uh, that may not be um, able to, you know, work for you. Yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. I mean, that's uh, it's cool. Again, it's it's clearly not perfect. There's obviously some issues with it, with in terms of cord lengths potentially, in terms yep. of again, like like Sean bringing up the. Uh, to just like again things like ceiling fans and stuff like that right again yep. being being an issue there um and and thanks for bringing that up by the way sean so uh yeah i mean seems like an interesting product but uh look i as i said the i don't think this it must be that sensitive that it's um it's really just right on the, the desk in front of me i pointed away so i'm not gonna yeah change now but it is that sensitive um of it being pointed away from me um, for it to know um, that something is in the room. And yeah, I don't know where I could hide this to yeah. make it so it doesn't have me. <laughs> so I could show you um, just how slow it is at detecting that. There you go. Well, tip for next time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Get a metal box to hide it in. Um, that's right. But yeah, so yeah, that that's the, uh, the, the Xiaomi FP1. Um, I look, I know what, so after seeing that, Raham, would you buy one? I guess. I, I still don't have a use case for it. I think it is nothing. you your lights done with Lutron, right? Like, yeah, I have my lights done with Lutron. So I can, in theory, do exactly what you, you, you said, right. In terms mm. of like, cause it, again, all of my lights are dimmers. Yep. So I can actually have dimmed or undimmed, uh, so on and so forth. But I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if if I if I had a use case, if I had a use case for needing presence, I'd consider it. Yeah. But again, I I think it's the it's the powered part that bothers me a little bit. Not bothers yeah. me, but it's just I need to I need to have a good space for it, right? So like again, like I said, the shelf behind me, great, that's a good space for it. But yep. um, on the other hand, you know that might actually be kind of cool to say because again, I I do have some automations. Uh, that were that are again that surround WebEx, for example, because I use that at work. So my presence on WebEx goes online, offline, whatever. Based on that, uh, if I'm on a call or if I'm not on a call, certain things happen. So, for example, the Amazon Echo behind me on the other hand, right here, uh, <laughs> all of those around the house get muted if if I'm if I'm on a call. So right now I do that with uh, my status on WebEx, and I reset that back at 5 p.m. Hang on, right, sorry. So, just one, one sec on that. I just want to fact check you on that. How do you how you, you say muting or going to do not disturb? Uh sorry, it goes to do not disturb. Okay, cool. Because I was like, I have not sorry. been able to mute and um, no, I no, thought no. it was like a uh, like a security thing, right? You can't unmute her. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, I I apologize. Yeah. yeah. Oh good. Oh, it's, good. But, I thought you would have uh, yeah, Amazon Echo and I was gonna ask you how you <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I haven't. I haven't. Though with a lot of the new protocols coming up, again, things like matter. Mm. That may that may be possible down the road to say, hey, mute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so to complement an automation like that, sure, I could see me doing that. Is that worth the, I don't know, what is it, 60 bucks plus shipping to Canada? Or even if it's free shipping, 60 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. My automation kind of works. <laughs> it works, <laughs> it works most of the time unless I have a late thing going on like this, in which case I have I have like a podcast mode, right? Where it does the same thing, where it it uh it, it well that's why i wanted to bug you about it right screen. like podcast mode like you know when we've 
because right now I think I've got mine set up to do the do not disturb stuff, close the blinds, yeah. Um, yeah. put the lights on. But then, yeah, that last bit is just actually pressing that mute button. And it's not until you actually someone says her name that then yeah. you realize, oh, crap, I didn't mute her properly. Um, yeah, exactly. Sean, Sean was asking what your presence event was doing because it uh, kept changing to approach and stuff like that. Interesting. He's actually right. Um, let me sh reshare the screen. Um, sorry, let me. Maybe it's still in the middle of getting its bearings. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Is, is, is that a but, thing? But, but, but it has changed again. Like just as I just as you asked that question. Yeah. Um, so let's have a quick. I think I have to press that button. There we go. So we can see here it's actually changed now to the presence event away. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't seen, um, so this is the first time I've linked it with Zigbee to MKGT and I'm just going to, uh, I wonder, is that, is that the actual, Hey, it's there. I see presence or I don't see presence. Well, no, so I wonder what the top near, presence is. Yeah. But before it was near, um, approach, right. Um, so yeah, I'm just checking my, um, my other, yeah, because uh, you said you're doing that one through ZHA, not uh, exactly, exactly. So if I can get, um, I'll see what um, that one has, because they might actually be uh, different entities completely. So I can then just we can go in and see what the um, bedroom presence has. Actually, we'll go. We'll do what the this office one has. Um, so it's so I'm using my combi. And I want to see the office presence. Ah, interesting. Sean had a theory of maybe it's it's uh, it's detecting something closer, or is it is it is it something getting closer to it? Well, yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm I'm not sure about. So I've just um, where are we? Um, so away, so I'm not, so we've got near undirected away. It's still saying that someone, so that hasn't changed, right? 10 minutes ago, someone, I'm going to just, um, yeah, and see if it changes. To there the you go. Approaching. Flip to approach, approach to away yeah. to approach. So I guess, um, depending on how close you are, you bring it, is that what the difference is? Well, but actually that changed really quick. Yeah. That's actually, it's actually, I guess it's, it's wired in, right? So it can, yeah. it can constantly update. That is, um, Wow, kind of cool. So, as I said, so I'm learning right now um, with everyone. Um, so I have, as I said, I've got the other device up here. Um, in so the one that's come through from ZHA doesn't have this um, approach, and so I'm going to interesting. So maybe it's just a library difference, potentially. Um, so where is, oh, it's going to be one of these, that one. Ah, uh, Quara, yeah. Yep, so controls near undirected. So he's got sensors. Controls, yeah, interesting. Like there's no additional yeah, sensors. Yeah, motion sensitivity. Even if you go down a little more, there's motion sensitivity and there's uh, yes, that's something else yeah. that's not shown. Interesting. Motion oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, but that's unavailable. Um, wow, that's actually very interesting. So on the, the live version, and I'll open it up. Um, so on the ZHA version, I should say, um, there's no, like there's the sensors, but they don't, like there's no power outage count or the presence event. They're not available. In Are you able ZHA. to show us the ZHA yeah. one? Yeah, let me see if it might ask me to log in. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So this is the ZHA one. Um, and so the before we had, you know, all the approach, all that under the sensors, it's actually not here. Um, I kind of like the way that it's organized better in, in ZHA though, but yeah. yeah, it's, 
I think, yeah, that's interesting. You, you do see a couple of the other things. What are the other? And though that's the link quality index and RSSI. RSSI. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that it is. Um, but so yeah, no present. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a different set of configuration variables there too. Yeah. So I <laughs> don't know what I would how I would use those approach and um, away, but that's very cool actually. I guess you, if someone's moving away from the yeah, so you could then. It is. It is. It's in the logbook, though, right? Oh, actually, Sean just mentioned that too. It's. It's. I see it there on the right, where you say uh, approach oh, sensor event was fired. Office presence sensor approach sensor. Oh right. Okay. So. Okay. So that makes sense. So in ZHA, they come through as home assistant events, but in Zigbee to MQTT, they're exposed. It's a device. As a device uh, as a sensor. Interesting. Got it. That's. Uh, I'm guessing you can't do events over MQTT. Um, could be wrong. Or is it the signature Maybe available. That's why um, it's sort of you get the so it's those little nuances. Um, so it's still there. It's still it's still able to trigger on certain things. So it's just. Yeah. But again, most importantly, I think what we see is we see that there's an office office occupancy detected there, and yep. and so on. So it does work. Just and and that's that sensor that was behind you or beside you, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that we were looking at somewhere. earlier yep. from the view. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I, there's just like, I don't know, for me, I, I really like these sensors because there's so much options that you can like you can do yeah. with them. Um, like I know you, you said that you wouldn't want a, like a, you don't have a use case for it, but I think I would find many a use case. Yeah, again, it, I, it, I'm, I'm sure I can, I can make office, up use right? cases, right? It's just, it's Isn't a that of... half the fun of... It is. It? it is. I've, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, okay, what do I need? Okay. Let's get that done first. Yep. And then there's the nice to haves, right? It's just, the list just keeps growing, but, uh, but no, it is, it is, it is neat. In terms of other devices. Um, so I've seen on AliExpress now, there are other variants of the like millimeter wave, you know, presence detection. I don't know a hundred percent uh what if they're the same quality as the fp1 like the fp1 seems to just be talked about by mm -hmm. everyone right um and i don't know if they're the same quality there's some two-year ones out there as well um there's different mounting options there's one that could be mounted in the ceiling um it looks just like a almost like a pendant light i'm guessing yeah um and there's another one from aquara um it's the high precision motion sensor which i don't know if it uses the same technology but it's battery powered and it can be flash mounted in the wall it's also uh designed to be in the bathroom so um because it's like it's a high humidity waterproofing right um, right right i, th I so, thought you meant aesthetically and i was like how are you how are you hiding an eye there <laughs> yeah so no it's like, okay um, cool yeah so so there's definitely some other options and this probably isn't the cheapest on the market but it's certainly you know one of the the most talked about and one of the the highest yeah. rated. The yeah, my only quibble is that USB cord length. Um, not being able to change that is a real letdown for me. I will make I'll, I'll make do with it for now. But um, that is it. That is the Xiaomi FP1 sensor. If you've got any other questions um, that you want to know about that we didn't get to today, feedback at All Things Smart Home Show uh, is our address. There it is up on the screen. Feedback at All Things Smart Home dot show. And I'll uh, be sure to answer as many as I can. Yeah. And feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, whatever, social media Yep. Um, as well. So, yeah, there you go. Awesome. I think that's going to call it there. Awesome. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.